to Season 2 of Granite State Golfers with Micah. I am an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. Hi everyone, I hope you are doing well and have been able to play a lot and are shooting good scores. I was up at Belgrade Lakes recently with some friends, one of my favorite tracks in New England. This episode features Jeremy Duhamel, who just won the NHGA Players Invitational at Baker Hill this past weekend. This is a two-day stroke play tournament and one of the first big ones of the year. We discuss how we played over the weekend and how we picked a lot of smart targets on Sunday. Jeremy finished T2 in last fall's Mid-Am, and I think we will be seeing his name on the leaderboard quite a bit in the coming years. He shares what he is currently playing in his bag, along with how dominant his high school golf team was. Thanks as always for listening and sharing it with your friends. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to Granite State Golfers, and thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, let's jump in and congratulations on your victory up at Baker Hill in the NHGA Players Invitational this past weekend. Uh, how were you feeling about your game heading into the tournament? I actually hadn't been playing that great, but I had seen some good positives. I'd worked with my, um, our pro at Manchester a week before, and I had a couple issues in my backswing that were causing issues with how I normally hit the ball. We addressed those, and they were starting to feel more comfortable. Um, my short game was in pretty good shape, and my putting, it felt okay. Curious to see you know, how Baker's greens were going to compare to what I had been playing on, which they were still recovering. They, they punched a lot later than um, I think most courses where we are had, so they were still recovering, and um, definitely an adjustment, but uh, I guess it paid off. Yeah. Um, have you played in this event before? I had not, no. Um, first time I had qualified for it, uh, but it was not the first time I had played Baker Hill, uh, which was nice to kind of go back and, you know, look at different shots I'd hit. But it is a course I really enjoyed and um, was very thankful to get the opportunity to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite courses in the state. I've gotten to play it a couple of times. Um, and to make sure I understand the how this field gets determined. So it's a small field. It is an invitational. So you've got to, I gather, earn points in the prior year to get the invite from the NHGA. And for the division that you were competing in, it was somewhere around 35 to 40 players. Is that right? You are correct. Um, you've got to do well enough the year before. Exactly what their criteria is, I actually don't know. Um, I was lucky. Uh, I only played in one event last year that counted at the mid-am and um, I had a good result there and that's what got me into this tournament okay I think in our division there was close to 20 players but they had um, a woman's division and a senior division that made up somewhere near 40 and I think that was always the the total amount of the field okay got it um so day one so it's a two-day tournament in day one on Saturday you shoot a four over par 76 how were you feeling through that round? And when you got off the course on Saturday, you know, what were you thinking about how you played and, you know, what sort of mindset you were going to have heading into day two? I think I shot about as, as poorly as I could. Um, 
I didn't get off to the start I wanted. I made a very sloppy bogey at the second after being in front of the green in two shots, um, which is one of the more, let's say, gettable par fives there just because it plays downhill. Um, and then I had um, hit a poor iron shot into six that cost me a bogey. And I didn't take any advantage of the par fives that day. Um, as I got into the back nine, I started to, to find a find my game a little bit, uh, make some good swings, made a couple of good putts. And I think I was two over going into my last four. And I ended up missing a short birdie putt at 15, which kind of blustered me a little bit and held on for the rest of the round. And I three putted 16 for bogey and I hit a poor wedge shot from the middle of the fair one 18 and ended up making bogey there. So I didn't finish how I wanted to. I definitely didn't think I got anything out of the round that of how I was playing, but I felt good knowing that, you know, I'm making good swings. I thought I hit a lot of good putts um, and I was just hoping to be able to shoot a decent number on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you sure did. You come back on Sunday, bogey free round four under 68, uh, walk me through that round, and, and I believe early into that round, I don't know if it was hole two or three on that par five, you end up making eagle. Tell me about that hole. Uh, yeah, so I, I've been aggressive on on that tee shot both days um, and just like the look of it. I, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of running out on the, the right-hand side and um, on that back tee, you still have a good amount of room to the left to kind of challenge the corner where it opens up a little bit more. I hit a great tee shot. We didn't have an exact number because you can't see the green, but I had roughly 235, 240 to the pin. And my goal there was really just don't go long. Um, if you're in front of the green, it was it was a much easier pin placement as well. You know, it's a pretty simple chip from the fairway area. You know, you can get up and down, um, give yourself a good chance at birdie. I hit as good of a shot as I could. I actually thought when I hit it, I might make the green. Um, I ended up being a foot off the green just in front and made a great putt and um, it fell with perfect speed, which is a huge, uh, confidence boost. Yeah. And then the rest of, walk me through the rest of the round. You just were feeling good about your game. And when did you have a sense of maybe where you were standing in the leaderboard? So I, I end up, that, that did give me a lot of confidence. I had a great, uh, tee shot on the third, which was playing very long for part three, um, at least 15, 20 yards longer than it actually set on the card, um, just with the cold and the wind. And I made a, a great two putt par there. I, I put a wedge very close on four and had a tap in birdie. And I'm like, okay, it's a great start. Is what I was hoping for. Um, I'm sure though, with you know two par fives and your opening four holes, someone behind me in that that final group probably made a couple of birdies or at least one birdie. And and you know the leader was that even par to start, so I had a lot of ground to make up. But I kept playing smart shots. Um, made a great up and down on five. Uh, pretty simple par on six, seven eight and nine and when i made the turn i had a i had seen that i was probably in the lead i figured i had a one shot lead i didn't know exactly until i think we were in the fairway and i had a two shot lead i believe and that's when i knew um and i started playing a little bit smarter shortly after that i hit a actually hit a poor tee shot on 10 and it ended up on the car path um and 10 was playing really long they had it tipped out it was definitely into a hurting wind off the left which isn't the most comfortable shot as a righty and if i had taken relief i would have put myself in a much more difficult spot 
So I decided to hit it from the car path from right around 180 with a six iron and, and I couldn't have hit it any better. Wow. And um able to make par in there and it settled myself a little bit more. When you found out you had the lead, uh, and you, you know, we see this on TV all the time with maybe guys who haven't been in that position before. Did it what was your sort of where was your mind at? Did it make you nervous? Did it make you more excited or, you know, what were you thinking about once you realized you were in the lead heading into the back nine? Um, I think my first thought, it was a position I hadn't been in, um, not in stroke play. I've played in some match play tournaments and last year at the mid-am, I was always chasing. So it was a different mindset, but I didn't want to let myself fall into the don't make a mistake uh, mentality. It was more about making committed swings, but making decisions on those swings that you know, if you, if even if I don't hit the perfect shot, I'm not going to put myself in a lot of trouble to where I can make a big number. Yep. Um, I, I played 11 a lot better the second day I, I had on the first day tried to go for it. I had a very poor, uh, three wood into that green and ended up putting it in the, the right woods there and ended up making a six. So I learned my lesson the second day it laid up, uh, and then had another great wedge shot to nearly a tap in range. Um, and that got me back to the even for the tournament. And I figured I probably still had a two shot lead, but I just wanted to keep playing smart shots. I, I started laying back off the tee, um, hitting long irons, um, hit a long iron up the tee on 12, um, put in the middle of the green to putt par, which is, it can be a birdie hole if you take driver, but it also can be a bogey or double bogey. If you do not hit a great tee shot, um, a little tight downhill and across yeah. one again. Played for the fat of the green on 13 after a good drive. I uh, played for the fat of the green on 14 and made a good two putt, which I don't know if I would have done if my playing partner hadn't been on the same line, but farther away on his first one, I don't think I would have hit the putt hard enough to get to the hole. Um, it was just a lot slower down the slope than I expected. Um, 15, I played it as a three shot, didn't hit a great drive, but wasn't going to you know, try and risk it for a miracle birdie. Um, try and make birdie with the wedge, nearly did. Um, which I figured I might've given up a shot there, but, you know, not giving up ones on 12, 13 or 14, which is a difficult three hole stretch. Yeah. I figured it'd be okay. Um, 16, they had made drivable. I decided not to go for it. Uh, it was a little bit in between clubs. I thought driver might be too much with how far forward they had pushed it. And if you're short of that green, it's a pretty good upslope and a deep bunker before you get to it. And I'm like, ah, I'd rather just lay back with an iron, put it on the green, um, gave myself a good look at birdie, but made an easy par. 17 was probably my worst swing of the day, and I got away with it, thankfully, and made a great up and down. And then 18, I hit an iron off the tee, put it in front of the green, got up and down for par. But, you know, those decisions were made. You know, if I made a bogey, maybe two, I think I'd be in good shape with the lead I had built. Um, and it was starting to rain harder. The wind was coming down yeah, harder as well. So just grinding it out and trying to finish it off strong but i'm not making a big number became my yeah. prior well it sounds like some smart golf and congratulations on the on the nice victory let's wind back the clock to when you got into golf uh, where did you grow up uh how old were you when you started playing what course you know and and you know all those things you know who got you into the game my dad got me into the game um he got myself and my brother in pretty young um I think we got a set of clubs when we were five or six at Christmas. Um, but baseball was always our, our spring sport. And um, 
we're both lifelong hockey players as well. So okay, pretty busy kids. And we played a little bit, you know, started playing more often, I guess, probably like when we were around 11, 12 years old or so. Um, it was about that point where I started to really get more into golf. You know, I was able to watch TV and, and seeing, you know, Tiger Woods was a big inspiration and, and Rory was coming around at that time as well. Um, and I actually ended up hurting my arm in baseball. And after that, I, I stopped playing and I just focused on golf. And that's when um, started becoming more competitive, playing in tournaments and making it a, a much more bigger priority. And my dad was the biggest proponent of it. He was a really good golfer himself. And, uh, you know, he pushed us to do what we want to do and do it the best you can. Yeah. Where did you go to high school? I went to Bow High. Okay. And did you play on the golf team in high school? Yes. Um, still have several very lifelong friends and all of us really pushed each other around my freshman year through junior year. Um, cause all of us were within a couple of years of each other. Yep. Um, all of us playing in state tournaments, playing almost every day during the summer and walking Canterbury woods or Concord country club, which had the best junior membership deal I think ever. Yeah. Right. $350 to be at a private course, <laughs> which was unheard of and your parents yeah. had to be a member there. So yeah, um, that's a, that's a great course. Yeah, it is. Yeah. How was your high school team? You guys have a good team. We did. Um, my sophomore year through my senior year, we didn't lose a match. Um, won three state tournaments and then wow. a couple of good friends that are a couple of years younger, they continue that on and, I think they won the next two state championships and didn't lose a match. It, it was a pretty long run for Bo. Wow, um, that's awesome. It was a lot of fun, but it was just because all of us pushed one, uh, one another. And I think we had five or six kids out of that group play college golf. Wow. And uh, where did you? what did you do after high school? Where did you go? I originally went to Methodist University in North Carolina to go into the PGA Professional Golf Management Program. Um, and get a business degree. I did a couple internships, um, you know, had a, some good experiences, not so great experiences, um, made some really good friends and, and just decided after my second one that I don't think I want to work in the golf industry. I was pretty burned out. I didn't want to play golf. Um, my game was probably about as worse as it had ever been. Uh, and I decided to transfer home and um, finish my degree at SNU, get into the career path I am now, which is as a, a realtor and uh, selling new homes for a builder. Okay. And play at SNU and Matt Arbor and I just gave me an opportunity and I took it um, and started rebuilding my game and continued on after of trying to be a little bit better and play more competitive events. Yeah. Any um, memorable college tournaments or events that you recall? Um, I didn't play in many. Um, again, I just, I really was not at a, a great place with my game and Got a lot better though my senior spring. That's kind of when I started seeing progress. And uh, we had a good tournament down in Worcester area. Um, I got the opportunity to play in and had a decent finish. It was actually on uh, the Sunday that Tiger won the Masters. And I know it's against all college rules, but there was not a single person playing golf on that course when he won. All of us were on our phones watching the end of it when he won. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's probably the the best tournament I played in college, and it started giving me more confidence that I can do this and 
you know, just trying to get a little bit better in every part of my game. Yeah. Um, fast forward to last year, uh, we'll, we'll get into the mid M. I know you did really well there. Um, you play out of Manchester country club. Is that right? Yes. And, and you won, I think I saw when I was reading about a little bit about your background, you won the club championship there last year. I did. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So the mid am up at Owl's Nest last year, um, you ended up coming in tied for second, uh, great finish. Uh, and you know, some of the, that field was pretty stacked with a lot of the players in the last handful of years that continue to play well in the stadium and the mid am. So really nice, strong field. What do you remember about that tournament and how you played? I remember a lot. Um, it was the first time I was able to play in the mid am. I had turned 25 last summer. Um, I didn't try to qualify for the state am. I didn't play in, in much last year. I've, I've been busy with work and then other things outside of work. Um, but that part of my calendar had kind of opened up. And then Owl's Nest is a personal favorite of mine. It's one of where one of our best friends got married and um, we had a wonderful time. And it's a course I did enjoy. It's, it's definitely a, a ball strikers course. Yep. Um, I was hitting it probably about as good as I ever had, uh, maybe even to today. Um, and I just remember getting myself in contention and my putter was not as good as I'd like it to be. I had made some poor putts, a couple of three putts that final day, but I never once backed off a shot, um, never once felt unconfident over a shot and just kind of plugging forward and ended up finishing tied for second, which was a little bit of a shock, but the course was very firm, very fast. The greens were running as fast, I think, as I've ever seen in New Hampshire. Yep, they were. Uh, they were in wonderful condition. Um, and just knowing, you know, I thought I had left a lot out there, especially that final day with how I hit it. I can compete. Um, you know, the top of that leaderboard, I believe, was uh, James had won. Um, I think Ryan Kohler and Jim Silly had tied for second with me. Yeah. But just, you know, these names of very prestigious golfers in the state, all with wonderful resumes and, and that I had been able to put myself there and hold my yeah. own. Um, yeah. Definitely gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, tell me a little bit about your game. What are some of the strengths of your game and what are you working on to improve? I'd say um, the strengths of my game is definitely ball striking um, off the tee and, and long irons for sure. Um, I, I would say I'm a little bit on the longer side. So that definitely helped. And Baker Hill, they had tipped it out to almost 7,200 with how cold wow. it was. It was. It was definitely playing more into someone who was driving the ball well, especially yeah. with wet rough and and something that's not going to roll very far. Yeah. Um, weaknesses, putting. <laughs> I think it's the hardest part of the game for something that looks so simple. But yeah. you know, I was trying to get better and better and, and make it easier. Um and not have to think about it as much as is yeah. my goal. Well, Scotty Shuffler's showing us that putting's hard right now, too. That's true. Yeah, his ball striking has been incredible. Yeah. And Potter cooperated a little bit. I don't think anyone's touching him for the last three or four months. Yeah, exactly. I think they had said in this uh, most recent tournament at the Memorial, had he putted sort of average for the field, he would have won by seven. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It was the... Uh, think that one of the best ball striking performances in history maybe like second on the since they've started keeping track of 
um, strokes gained. Yeah. And I think it was up there on, on one of the worst for a top five finish. I had right. seen that Rom was right behind him with, with poor putting. And, you know, it's crazy. You know, they're, they're still way up on a leaderboard when they don't have anywhere near their best stuff. Right. So it's incredible to see. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's in your bag. What are you hitting? Let's start at driver and just work me, work me through your bag down to putter. Um, I'm a Titleist loyalist. Um, one of the best things about going into the golf program at Methodist is they had a, a wonderful connection with Titleist and you'd, you'd get good discounts and, um, they had a state of the art fitting and teaching facility and it just played into my hands and I'd always liked the look of them. Um, so I have a TSR four driver, um, a TSR three, three wood, um, 718 um mb irons and uh sm8 wedges for now okay cameron potter so yeah the bag yeah and what do you play for a ball uh probably one how do you how do you mark your ball um i do align a sharpie over the the alignment part of it i do putt with a line it just you know, even if it doesn't look comfortable to my eye, it's the line I've chosen. I'm going to stick with it. And it kind of reduces that. I'm not sure exactly where I'm rolling it over. Yep. Um, and on the other side of it, I did put my name um, more so just for identification. I used to do my initials, but the spot where I would hit it off of, you know, on the T, I'd line it up essentially on my initials. And after, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 holes, it'll st- start to fade on that one spot. So just having my name there, really more of a just in case kind of thing. Yeah, good. Um, this little next round I call gimme. So these are just short questions. Uh, what's your favorite course in New Hampshire? I think I heard the membership up. I didn't say Manchester. It's certainly- you, can, you can say Manchester, and then you can give me another one too. I mean, Manchester it holds a special place in my heart. I do think it is one of by far the best layouts, and every year it's getting so much better. I think everyone in the am this year will be really really impressed by you know how fast and firm the greens are which has really been its reputation of not having um this year it's been very different and i've never seen them this good by any means the entire course is in the best shape i've ever seen great outside of that baker hill is my favorite course in the state that i've played i do have several others that i have not played and hope to one day but for the ones I have Baker Hills yeah. is definitely what, what's a course or two that you haven't played that you want to get onto. Maybe we've got some listeners who can hook you up Uh golf club in new England. Um, that's definitely one on my list of family friend. That's um, got some relatives that are there and yeah. I'm trying to set something up, but we just haven't made a date yet. Um, I have not played bald peak. I have not played Sunapee. I have not played like Winnipeg hockey. Okay. Um, so, you know, I haven't even played the full 18 at Portsmouth and I know those are, those are right up there with the best. Yeah, those are uh, those, you just named a great set of courses. I haven't played nationally. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully some people will reach out and you'll get to knock some of these off your list. Uh, what's your current favorite club in your back? I'd say for the last little bit, uh, driver, uh, I put this one in play just a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's actually a smaller head than I had been playing. I grew up with more of the smaller, you know, 430, 440 CC heads. And then Titleist had stopped making them for a little bit. So I had gone to a 460 and then they came out with a new one and I needed to replace my old one. 
um, a couple of weeks ago and I, I'm actually still at the demo, um, but it's the four and I think it's like 430 or 440 CC. And I just love the look of it. Um, the numbers on it were fantastic. It does have a little bit of a different sound, which I'm getting used to, but it feels as good as any driver I've ever hit. And it probably was my best club in the bag at Baker Hill. Nice. Do you have a current favorite PGA and or LPGA player? Um, I mean, Tiger will always be my favorite, but I guess he's not really playing much anymore. So um, Rory, for sure. Yeah. Uh, always pulling for him. I'm hoping he can cross that bridge and win another major. And I think it would lead to a lot of good things and potentially a lot of other majors or at least good chances to win them. Yeah. Um, LPGA, love Nellie Corda. I think she's got a phenomenal swing. Love her attitude. Yeah. Um, I think she's been fighting injuries a little bit, so I'm hoping she plays better. And um, I did watch Rose Zhang win yeah. this past weekend. Yeah. Talk about impressive. Of I know. She's been on. And you know, I think I saw an interview. She's she's going back to school to finish her finals and move out, like just after winning at the LPGA, winning the NCAA a couple of weeks ago, the Augusta Women's Amateur two months ago. Like, just what a run of golf and um, absolutely a superstar in the making. Yeah. Already there. Yeah, no, it's really so incredible to watch and to be able to witness what she's achieving right now. Um, what are your What are your goals for the year? You mentioned, man, your home course is hosting uh, the stadium. Are you going to be uh, qualifying, or or does this players? Do you still have to qualify, or what are you going to be playing in this year? Um, I was thankful to be exempt um, because of the mid am last year. Oh, okay, they, I think it's a top ten from that oh, nice. exemption. Yeah, um, I was thankful to get that. Uh, yes, I will be at the the AM. Really looking forward to it. Um, I think it'll really, really impress all the players. Um, other than that, I, I'm not able to play in the stroke play this year. Um, I can't play in the four ball, which is at Alice Nest. I leave tomorrow um, for a little bit of time, and unfortunately, it falls right at the four ball. Yep. Um, and I'm not doing the state open this year, which I had done a couple times previously. I played it at Manchester, and I played in it um last year at breakfast hill yep so it'll really just be to my knowledge right now the am and then i'll play in the mid-am in october which i think is at uh rochester yep good um last question i'm wrapping up on with folks is you've been playing this game for most of your life uh you're playing at a really great level what is it about this game that you love so much I love that you can always get better in some proponent, whatever it may be. Um, just love being outside in general, but you know, it's not, um, it's not like the same size arena or the same size baseball field. You know, it's always an ever changing environment and, you know, just being able to, you never really hit the same shot twice, the exact same shot. You always have to play it a little bit differently. And, um, I like the challenge of it. I mean, it's a lot of skill involved and, and, you know, hard work and practice and training, but a lot of it's between your ears and being able to settle yourself. And, you know, really for me, the first time in a stroke play event this past weekend and um, testing yourself that way in a way I never had been before. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, it's great to meet you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Enjoyed chatting with you. Congratulations on your big win this past weekend and good luck this summer at the stadium. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and LGLG. LG.